Hey, what's up? It's Alfonso and Ask the Fonz. Today we're going to be continuing the Assistant Editor series and we're going to be talking about the Director's Cut. So welcome. You've processed all your dailies, you've organized all the scenes for your editor, and your editor has assembled the entire cut and is now ready to be shown to the director. We call this stage the Director's Cut. Personally, this is my favorite time of the editing process because I get to sit in in the conversations between my director and my editor, and I get to really see how my editor handles these tough conversations, you know, creatively and politically. So honestly, this is my favorite part of the editing process. I'm going to backtrack a little bit and just explain where we are in the process. So you've already organized all the scenes and processed all the dailies for your editor. You know, the editor has made cut scenes and has assembled, you know, the entire cut for what we call the editor's cut. And we deliver it to the director and the director is the first person that will see this cut. And now is the time when the director and the editor will start working and getting, you know, giving notes and, you know, tweaking and figuring out which scenes belong where and the whole big picture scheme of the whole movie or, or TV show or episode. So now is the time when, you know, you get down to the nitty gritty and you really try to tweak, you know, all the plot points or, you know, music cues and different types of changes to, to make the movie or TV show episode stronger. So this is the part where, you know, a lot of, you know, in-depth conversations happen about, you know, story points or character arcs and, you know, the overall pacing of the movie. Like I said before, I really love this part of the process because I really get a chance to see how my editor handles tough conversations with the director. You know, I actually remember this experience where my editor wanted to put music under a specific scene and the director didn't want to add music or any type of score under it because it would, you know, take away from the quote unquote slice of life aspect that he was going for. But my editor argued that it would actually help the character's arc in this particular scene because it would supplement and amplify what they were going for, you know, big picture wise. You know, so they kept going back and forth here. They obviously didn't shut anyone down completely of the idea. You know, they definitely thought it needed something, but they didn't know whether or not music was a good choice or not. So they went, you know, back and forth on trying different music and trying different types of ways to cut into it. It just, they just kept going back and forth and sometimes took the music completely away. And then finally, after, you know, a couple hours, my director actually remembers something he remembers that there was a record player in a scene previous to the scene and was like, maybe we should just use the record player. It wouldn't be odd if, you know, music was playing in the background while these characters were talking. Let's meet in the middle and add the music over there and maybe that could actually work. And sure enough, it did. That's when, you know, that's how they connected the music together. And, and if you watch the scene again, it actually plays really well because you know, they have both of what they wanted. You know, the, my editor really wanted the music and my director didn't really want the music as a score. So they actually put two ideas together and it worked. That was sort of the back and forth that they were going with. And as an audience member, you would not really think about that. You know, you wouldn't really see that or hear anything about it. You know, you would just take that as, as it is and you would not think twice that, you know, oh yeah, they just put a background record or music behind the dialogue. But if you really, are in the editing room, that whole process took about, you know, three to four hours to just nail down. So those are the kinds of conversations I really love. And those are the ones that, you know, happen during the director's cut. And, you know, you really can't find or you really won't experience, you know, that kind of conversation because it's always, you know, closed doors. So as an assistant editor, this is why it's my favorite part, because, 
you know, I'm trying to be an editor. Uh, most assistants are trying to be editors. So they really want to learn how to deal with these kinds of notes or how to deal with these kinds of conversations. So this is why I really love the director's cut. I've actually broken down five major responsibilities you have as an assistant editor during this stage. The first one is pay attention to your editor and director conversation. The second one is always be ready with an opinion. The third is to read the room at all times. The fourth is to take copious notes and to be a sponge. And the fifth is to actually build rapport with your director and editor during downtime or lunchtime. Like I said before, paying attention to the editor and director conversation is one of the best experiences to have as an assistant editor who wants to eventually edit. There's this long running joke or this long running statistic that 90% of an editor's job is actually how to handle people and how to handle the politics of editing. And then like 10% is actually the physical editing. I don't know, I think that's actually in some way some, somewhat true, but you know, um, it just proves that you know, this part of the process is very important and this part of the process you know, is always behind closed doors. You know, no one's ever gonna be sharing how they actually approach a scene you know, unless you're part of the crew, you know, unless you're the assistant or uh, the editor obviously and the director. So an exercise I actually do during this stage is um, I actually type out. I type out the director and editor conversation as fast as I can. You know, obviously I'm going to miss a lot of things, you know, because you also have to, you know, take notes from, you know, what your editor wants you to remember. But um, when I'm sort of idled and they're still, you know, they're talking and they're trying to figure out what to do in the scene, I'm there trying to, I'm, I'm typing, you know, literally transcribing like what the director wants the editor to do and what my editor's response is from what my, my director asks. Um, I think it's a great exercise to do, especially because, you know, what I do after that is I go home and I read through that reply or that back and forth and I really learn. I really try to actually, you know, without all the stress and without all the distractions going on, I really try to sit down and, sit and think, you know, what was my editor trying to achieve here? Or what was my director asking or requesting? Um, I think that's a very powerful exercise and it's helped me a lot. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things that I wouldn't have known how to do or wouldn't have known how to approach uh, the conversation, you know, without, you know, reviewing these things on a, on, a, on a daily basis. If you want to take this exercise a step further, I would um, just write the director's uh, requests and just uh, type in, you know, what they say and remove your editor's um, part of the, the whole exercise. And um, you can go home that night and you basically write out your response or your um, thoughts on how to approach what the director is asking. Try that exercise. I think it's it's a great way to really put yourself in, on the spot without having all the actual stress, uh, you know, as you know, as an editor. So, um, you know, take advantage of this this session. You know, take advantage of these these experiences because you know you're going to be an editor one day, and you know you'll have to uh, answer to these requests and how to navigate through these you know through the notes and navigate through these conversations. So. This is why I do these exercises. And the next major responsibility is to always be ready with an opinion, right? You know, the director obviously is going to be talking to the editor probably 95% of the time. And, you know, that's just the dynamic of how this process goes. But directors are sometimes not afraid to call on you to give you, you know, your opinion, to ask you what you think of the scene. It, it, it's happened to me a couple of times, you know, out of nowhere, the director just stops, complete silence, and then just goes, what do you think, Alfonso? You know, what do you think? Well, how do you feel like the scene is playing? You know, that happens and I have to come up, you know, I can't give them a blank stare. You know, I have to come up with a 
pretty professional answer, you know, to, to help his or her thinking process, right? Every time uh, I, I am watching a cut or I'm watching a scene, I literally just jot down a couple things on the side of my notebook or, the, you know, whatever the page that I'm on. You know, obviously I'm typing up notes for my editor, but if there's some time in between their conversations, I obviously write, you know, my opinion and just write down a couple things and, and just to make sure, you know, just in case they call on me or my director calls on me and asks what I think about the cut, you know. And sometimes, you know, your your head's so flustered that, you you know, you don't have a second to really explain, you know, what your real thoughts are. So uh, a couple of times I've been like, hey, I actually wrote down a couple of things, you know, on my notebook or on, on my laptop and I'll read it back to you and see what you think, you know, like those are the conversations you're going to have and, and don't be afraid to share what your actual thoughts are, you know, sometimes... Um, you know, you have to also, this is the part where you have to also read the room, right? If the director honestly just wants like positive reinforcement, you can read that, you know, he, he or she's having trouble, like figuring out a scene, you have to read that, you know, but if they're, but if they actually say like, Hey, like, give me your honest opinion. Like, what do you actually think about this scene? Is it bad? Is it good? Is it work? Does it not work? You know, so, but be very critical and be very specific, you know, say the music, you know, there's something wrong about the music. I think it's the music. It's not hitting the right, you know, pace or the right vibe of the scene or maybe the line that the the character or the actor is giving off the performance isn't as good you know in the dailies because you've seen the dailies you can say isn't there there's like a specific line that I saw in the dailies that I thought was really well and I'm I wanted to see if 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 that would work better so you know really really give them details you know details is, is great I do want to bring up a side note that uh, there's this thing called triangulation where you're basically being the person who's in between the editor and director and they're asking which cut is better or which side, you know, do you think you should go with, right? An example is the editor, you know, says, hey, this is what I did. And the director goes, oh, this is what I did. You know, like, what do you think is better? And now you're stuck in between choosing the editor side or the director side. You know, that's a very difficult situation to be in. And, and you really shouldn't be choosing sides at all. I mean, if you had to choose a side, always choose your editor side because it's just loyalty. It's just respectful. You know, you don't want to you know, have a conversation after the director session with your editor and the editor was is like sort of losing trust in you because, you know, you sided with the director. It's not that extreme, but, you know, if you're working at a new place, you know, if you're working with a new editor, some editors, you know, really want you to side with them. You know, you're their assistant. So if you have some doubts on, you know, what type of answer to give in that situation, always go with the editor. Another way to do it is to just say that both of you are right. <laughs> you basically say, you know, I actually really like, you know, what the editor did, but I also can see, you know, the, where you're coming from. I can't really make a decision. You sort of pose a question to them so that they can start talking about it again so that the spotlight isn't on you. So I always just pose a question, be like, what exactly are you guys debating on? You know, what are you, what are you guys not agreeing on? And that ends up like fueling more discussions between them. And then they start to actually like figuring it out by like talking it out. So don't try to, you know, have the spotlight on you. I think that's the best way to get out of that situation. But it's going to happen. You know, it's a very creative industry. Uh, a lot of opinions are going to be coming in. So that I think is the uh, hardest situation to be in as an assistant editor during this stage. So try to not be in those situations. And the third major responsibility you have as an assistant editor during this director's cut stage is to learn to read the room. If you were to take away one thing out of my YouTube channel, one thing out of my mentorship program, it's honestly to be able to read the room. 
This is the most important skill you need to learn as an assistant editor, as an editor, or in general, in life, you know, different social situations, professional situations, just, you know, anything that involves, you know, having to be able to read people in unspoken situations. Reading the room means understanding unspoken situations and thinking proactively to either better the situation or to just let it be, not worsen it. So that basically is a huge skill that you need to learn. A little success story that came out of, you know, reading the room in, in, in one of my experiences. I was um, actually shadowing or interning on a TV show and there was going to be a huge screening happening right in our editing room. So it wasn't like a lot of people, but it was enough. One of the associate producers walked in and actually spilled a huge bag of almonds like on the ground, like in front of everyone all over our editing room. Me without hesitation picks every, you know, picks up the bowl, picks up one by one all the almonds down on the ground. And she obviously was helping, but, you know, without any hesitation, I haven't even met this person. We didn't have a formal introduction, but me reading the room, obviously she felt embarrassed. She felt angry at herself that she just embarrassed herself in front of all these producers. But, you know, me just making light of situation saying hey it's okay you know we'll just pick it up it's fine we'll all be clean it's only almonds nothing's happened to the carpet it's it's cool making light of situation she eventually you know the best icebreaker ever she you know obviously wanted to know my name i was just the intern you know she was like hey if you ever want to you know learn about more of the post side of things you know i'm happy to share and and bring you to an adr session you know all these th different things so it actually helped out and then a couple months later she actually offered reached out because she remembered who i was and obviously probably asked you know recommendations from you know the assistant editor i was shadowing saying if it was you know if i was um qualified for the job but she actually offered me a post pa job on her next show um, i didn't take it because i was already on something but see that those things happen and and me not being you know if i didn't jump in and helped you know with the almonds or if i just didn't really act instantly or quickly if I just let it be and she you know picked we would have never had this introduction we would have never had you know I would have never been offered that gig or you know gone through all these cool experiences that she you know offered me so those are the kinds of things I mean that's a very extreme example but um, reading the room will help you uh, you know under if you can understand the situation without really calling something out or just really just being intuitive and knowing what's really going on and at all times knowing when to speak you know this is a huge thing especially I, I i've been a part of crews where the assistant editor really wants to be an editor and they sort of step out of line and 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 talk you know during these director and editor stages when you're really not supposed to be talking during these sessions because you're not the editor um, and they're always trying to like put themselves in front of the director so that they'll, you know, hopefully remember them for their next episode or for their future project. So those are the kinds of things where you have to really read the room and see, you know, you can't, you can't be doing that. You know, you, it just, it, it disrupts your, the editor's flow. It disrupts the director's flow and it, it just creates this weird environment. So make sure to, to really understand that, you know, and I'm not you can't really learn this you know there's no tutorial online to like read the room but you have to do it through experience you know for me i always tend to uh err on the side of not talking or you know not uh, speaking out if, if it's something i think is a little bit tense you know if, if there's a lot of higher up people in the room where they're you know 
giving their own opinions and you know a lot of things are throwing are being thrown out at to the editor and uh, the discussions the discussion is pretty you know heated or whatever that's when you start to like be a fly on the wall you know you got to learn how to like understand that like okay this isn't the right time to ask that question or you know this isn't the right time to speak up with you know an idea that you had you know write it down and then talk to you know your director or editor at lunchtime or whatever the producer and then there are times obviously where you have to you know you have to speak up you know you feel like oh you don't, you don't want to be too quiet right you know some people want you to engage in the conversation so you just have to really learn how to see it and, and apply it and harness this so yeah reading the room is a very important skill the next responsibility is to take copious notes and be a sponge you know honestly you know you want to be able to present really well done notes to your editor and make sure you know it's pretty organized so that they can follow and track what the whole director session was like personally i like to type everything out because you know sometimes my handwriting is not as good as what it is and you know you have set up a workflow for yourself and make it very easy and simple so that your editor can really track and follow how the editor and director session went also be a sponge during this stage you know if you really truly have questions that you want to ask your editor or director write it down and then ask it you know them during the downtime that you have you know there are moments during this phase where obviously the editor needs some time to you know do the notes that director needs maybe you can ask the director a quick question that you had you know obviously read the room and make sure the question's appropriate you know it's don't step over your editor's toes but just ask about the process you know these are fair questions to ask learn that way you know these are the moments where you have this access you have access to brilliant creatives who make such great stories and make such great movies so why not ask them questions that you have and learn the process that way this is the time to really learn you know this is the time to accelerate your career as a filmmaker I'm, i was i always loved watching interviews so why not you know ask some of my own questions to you know directors or editors you know when whenever they have downtime remember you have again goes back to reading the room there may be a, a cool shot that that happened uh, on set that you know maybe the director has a cool story from as an assistant you know take advantage of these times to to really ask those questions and continuing on what i was saying about you know being a sponge you know, you also want to build rapport with your editor and director, right? So, you know, during lunch or certain, you know, during downtime, you know, avoid questions about work and, and ask about, you know, their weekend or hobbies or, you know, their family or anything, you know, to basically build rapport and, and treat them like a friend, you know, and, and, and you want to get to know them as a person. And I think a lot of that will help, you know, it, it makes the environment more like a family sort of community feel to it and this crew feeling to it, this spirit of teamwork or this spirit of being together and working on something will help you and benefit you later down the road. Yeah, always try to build rapport during this time. So thank you so much for watching my video on the Director's Cut. I hope you got a lot out of this with my stories and my experiences and all the tips I've given. Uh, I have a lot more other videos on YouTube, so definitely check them out. If you aren't following me yet, my handle is at AskTheFonz. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. I'm on everything. So please follow me on all these different platforms. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. It helps push this content out to all the aspiring filmmakers out there. So I really would appreciate it if you guys hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell so that you can see all of the times that I post a new video. So I really appreciate you guys could uh, subscribe and help my channel grow. Lastly, I do one-on-one -on -one mentorship calls, so if you want to learn more about this topic or if you have specific questions or if you want to break into Hollywood editing, feel free to schedule a mentorship call at www.askthefawns.com and you can schedule a call over there.
Thank you so much for watching. I hope you found something useful here. Until next time.